You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez-Clary, presented by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticketfm.com. So Rico was just showing me a video of a moose chasing a bear. Yeah, a bear killed a moose's calf, so the moose, mama moose, chased the bear. And so that brought up the question, obviously, of what's scarier, a moose or a bear? I, I think th- a bear. I'm going with moose. I think a bear, because a bear, like, gonna try and rip you apart and eat you. A moose might just squish you. So... Moose. And by squish, I mean crush. Moose weigh fifteen hundred pounds or more. They're very large. They also stand at six point nine feet tall. Um, and they're ten feet wide or long. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Do you know how fast they move? Uh, very fast. Thirty-five miles per hour. Yeah, it's long legs. They can move thirty-five miles per hour. Did you know they bears they... can move twenty-five miles per hour? Short legs, little stubby legs. Yeah. Don't can't move very fast. Did you know that moose have been known to dive down to like the bottoms of lakes to eat kelp? And there have really been, there have been moose carcasses found inside killer whales. That's it. That's insane. I I did not know that. Uh, a fun fact for the day: killer whales eat moose because moose dive. Okay, so here's here's the uh, the capabilities. Um, unfortunately, moose are. Herbivores. You mean fortunately? Fortunately, good they for are, us. They are herbivores, so that they wouldn't necessarily, you know. But they are territorial and aggressive, extremely, territorial. especially when rearing their young. So there's that. Um, they can stomp or kick, and they can ram you with antlers. A moose will mess you. That's up. what moose do. Bears are powerful, bone-breaking bites, sharp claws that can tear open prey. Uses weight to pin down their enemies. Hmm. Okay, so maybe as a human, you're more worried about a bear. Yeah. All right, there you go. There's a little animal science. All right, so I was... Thank you, Rico. I appreciate the video and everything. You're welcome. All right, 402-464-5685. So I'm curious to get your thoughts, Rico, and, and the listeners, obviously. Do we feel like Nebraska's fans hold on to guys that leave the program too much? Like, are we at this place? Because think about where we're at right now. We're all talking about, every day Rashawn and I talk about how Adrian Martinez is going to do at Kansas State. Or whether or not, we, me and Rico, dissect. Look at what Wandale Robinson did at Kentucky. The answer is yes. So, we do, like, the answer do is we, yes. Do we hold a grudge? Yes. The, there is, there, it may not be, uh, well, it's not all Husker fans, but there are a, Large group of Husker fans that anytime somebody comes to Nebraska and becomes a Husker, whether it be for a year, whether it be for two years, three, four, five, however many years, if that person decides to leave and go somewhere else to do whatever, better better their opportunity at the next level or just to, to get away from something, I don't know, whatever, there are a large group of Husker fans who will talk negatively about that person. There are There's a larger group. That, talk positive. that talks positive and wishes nothing but the best. 
but there is a large group, and I'm sure this happens everywhere. There is a large group that that talks negatively about said player and 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 is saying, you know, that person is weak, and we didn't want that person anyways in this program. Better off without you. And yeah, we're better off without you. And now we can build our program the way that we we wanted to because you were here and we couldn't do it properly and blah blah blah. And it's really frustrating to see that because it's not. <laughs> I know everybody's like, oh, it's a commitment. You committed to this university. Yeah. That is true, but the university also committed to you. And if something isn't working out on either end. Or on both ends. Or both ends. Either either end can can make that decision. And when, when a kid decides to transfer, it's not always on the kid. No, there, are, there, are, there have been instances, maybe, maybe at Nebraska, maybe at other places, where a kid didn't want to leave. Mm-hmm. Or a kid didn't want to want to drop their commitment from the university, but they were told by outside forces within the university, sometimes not within the university, that, you know, maybe you shouldn't. Well, so what's interesting about that, I mean, we look at Logan Smothers, for example, right? And I've brought this topic up before, but Logan Smothers, one of these guys where it's he wants to be here. He's made it public that he wants to be here, and I don't I don't doubt that for one moment that he wants to be a Nebraska Cornhusker. However, you want to play football, mm-hmm. and and at some point throughout his career, he is going to have to say, "All right, what's my goal? What's my end goal? Where do I want to be after I graduate?" And if that's at the NFL, maybe my best opportunity is not at Nebraska. Like, would anybody would? Serious question. Serious question for the text line. 402-464-5685. Again, this is serious. Would you hold a grudge? Would you hold it against Logan Smothers if he transferred? Because I wouldn't. I don't yeah. blame him. At, if he wants to, if he left today, well, I, not would not, not, I would not blame him. I would not hold anything against him because as it stands right now, it doesn't look like he has a path or a chance to see the field. If he wants to make it to the next level, if he wants to play any type of college football outside of garbage minutes and, and one game if yeah. everybody's hurt, he needs to go somewhere else, whether that go be a lower level or whether that be a school that just needs a quarterback. or or Either that or switch positions. But if he wants to play quarterback, and I believe he's good enough to play quarterback, it might be in his best interest to go to a different university. And I understand he made a commitment to Nebraska. Yeah. He wants to be at Nebraska. He's head so publicly. But if if his end goal is to play college football and not just practice college football, it may be in his best interest to go somewhere else. I think what's what's interesting with that and Logan Smothers, like on top of the whole, you can't be mad at him for transferring. If if a guy like Logan Smothers is a really a really useful example, like you, it's easy to use Logan Smothers as, as an example because he was a higher profile recruit. Um, there was a lot of potential. Nebraska staff seemed to like him. They told us that they liked him a lot. Saw him. We've seen him start games in a Nebraska uniform. But yet now it seems like everything's backtracked, and now they're taking multiple quarterbacks over Logan Smothers. I mean, this would have I mean, been we, we the talk, perfect year for him. Well, we talked to you know whether it's it's Baz or whether it's Sip or or whatever, and. There's a lot of or Steve Mark. They feel like Logan, or Chubba Purdy may have hopped or jumped over Logan Smothers just because he was an addition while Mark Whipple was here. And part of that may be where Logan Smothers just kind of gets the the tough end of the deal because they have a new offensive coordinator in town. Like if Matt Lubick is here, now maybe this isn't a way for Nebraska to be successful. But if Matt Lubick was here, 
maybe they don't go out and get Casey Thompson. Maybe they just go out and get a guy in like a Chubba Purdy where he has three or four years left, not going to play this next year because they feel good about Logan Smothers and they work with Logan Smothers or, or, they just, or Heinrich Harburg. Yeah, or they or they get a Chubba Purdy who who is meant to to push a Logan Smothers, yeah. but in the end the coaching staff is is more than likely going to go with Logan Smothers. I mean, it's this would have been the perfect year if they if they had any faith in him starting and being the future of this program. This would have been the perfect year to hand the reins off to him. But they went out. Yeah. They got a two-year, three-year starter from from the Big 12. They went out and got a guy with three years, four years left of college eligibility from the ACC, from a from a traditional powerhouse in Florida State. And Logan Smothers is kind of left on the outside looking in. Now we talk about like commitment with a with a player to a university, right? And if let's say Logan Smothers, there'd be those people if Logan Smothers left, say, "Oh, well, we you know we committed to you," but in a roundabout way, you weren't as committed to him anymore because you went out and got those two guys. Now there's there's always room to improve the the competition in the room and things like that, but in the the Types of guys that they went out and gotten, and and by that I mean an instant starter in Casey Thompson, who was a a somewhat successful Power Five starter, but he was a starter at the Power Five level mm-hmm. at a place like Texas. That, as much as Nebraska fans don't want to hear it, is somewhat comparable to a place like Nebraska. I don't know it is over the last since two thousand nine. Well, since two thousand nine, yes, but I'm saying in terms of prestige and how yeah. much football means and and things like that as well. Yeah, I get you. Um and national respect I think would be okay to say as well. But you get out of, you get a guy like Casey Thompson not only because Mark Whipple's the new guy in town but you need somebody that you feel the most confident in giving you the most wins if you're head coach Scott Frost. Then you go out and get a guy like Chubba Purdy who there's a lot of excitement around him with the coaching staff and by all indications they feel like he's going to be ready to start if not this year, if Casey Thompson has a good enough year, next year. Mm-hmm. So where does Logan Smothers fall into that mix? So if, if a guy like Logan Smothers, now, once again, I don't expect Logan to leave. I, I, I truly don't, especially with what he said publicly. But if a guy in Logan Smothers' situation decides to move on, nobody can be mad. It makes and, sense. And the Milkman says this, and I think this is where a lot of Husker fans are. And, and by bringing up this topic, I wasn't trying to throw Nebraska fans under the bus or anything like that. But the Milkman says this, I follow them when they leave. I don't wish them bad luck. I just want to see how they do. I think there is a lot of curiosity because oh, yeah. we look at a guy like Wandale. Now, obviously, that's the far end of the spectrum. Look at a guy like Wandale who had some success here at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Nebraska as a team might not have had some success. But then Wandale leaves, leads the SEC, probably or the best conference in football in receiving yards, and then gets to be drafted second round overall. There's obviously, without even thinking about it, we're going to compare. Mm-hmm. What did they do at Kentucky that we didn't do at Nebraska? What did Nebraska do that Kentucky didn't do? Um, what was the situation around him? And so I think I think it's okay to compare. But we're sitting here talking about Adrian Martinez, and and you guys know, <laughs> you guys know that we love Adrian Martinez on the show. Big and, pro and Adrian Martinez show. We are a pro Adrian Martinez show. Now we can be a pro Adrian Martinez show while saying that it was best for him and Nebraska to set to part ways. Yes, and we can be a pro Adrian Martinez show by 
understanding and acknowledging the fact that he lost Nebraska a lot of games. Yes. And on top of that, we can be a pro Adrian Martinez show and say, all right, I think he's going to have a pretty good situation at Kansas State because me and Rico truly do. And a big part of that is because you have Deuce Vaughn in the backfield next to Adrian Martinez. Number six ranked running back on Mel Kuyper's big board. And you have an identity at Kansas State, which is interesting. So with that in mind, Adrian Martinez was on a podcast or whatever a couple days ago, had an interview, and got, he said something about Nebraska, about the lack of depth or lack of talent or whatever. He said that this that he believes that this Kansas State team is the most, most talented, talented roster he's been around. And my thing with that is he has to say that. That's even a good point. He, even if he doesn't mean it. He has to say that if he's going to be the starting quarterback of this team. He can't go out there and say, yeah, well, this team's really good, but my first year at Nebraska, man, that roster was, whew, that was a exactly. great roster, man. That 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 blows this roster out of the way. He can't say that. He's going to play for Kansas State, therefore he's going to campaign for Kansas State. That's, that's how it is. That's true. Um you don't see NFL players. You don't see NFL players going to a different team and being like, "Yeah, well, when I played for when I played for the Miami Dolphins, man, that team was great." You know, right now I'm I'm, I'm over not here with the Kansas City yeah, Chiefs, and they're, the Chiefs. they're okay, but that Miami Dolphins squad I was on that was fantastic. No, they're sitting there they're like, "Look, this team is amazing. It's a it's a close knit team. We're like a family here. These guys are all amazing. We have so much talent. Blah blah blah. I think yeah. we can go all the way." That's just what happens. Saying the same thing that Casey Thompson's telling us. Yeah, it's just what happens. So I, I I didn't want to bring this up necessarily to be like, stop trying to talk about all these former Nebraska players. Because I'm not. I, I'm going to talk about them just as much as the next guy, and I'm going to pay attention to like what Adrian Martinez does. And I'm probably more inclined now to turn on a Kansas State game this fall because of who the starting quarterback is. And, I mean, we tied our, we tied our ship to him for four years. And so with that in mind... Like, there's a lot invested in what who the the guy that's starting down at Kansas State. There's a lot that Nebraska fans have invested in him. So, it's just kind of crazy to think about just some of the guys that Nebraska has had move on from their program, whether it's been Adrian Martinez, whether it's been Wandale, or Greg Bell. Like that was the thing is you never Christian heard Jebbia. you never heard people say talk about Greg Bell. He was doing well at San Diego State, San Diego. San Diego State. Um, he was doing well. Nobody ever heard of him. Nobody ever talked to him. I think what what the biggest thing is, and just kind of by talking this out and stuff with you, Rico, is I'm realizing that like Nebraska fans, they invest so much, which we knew. Nebraska invest, fans love hard and love fast. Yeah, they invest so much into guys that when they leave, it it physically pains them. It's a punch in the gut. I think I truly think that is, and 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 I didn't think about that while I was you know thinking about this topic and and trying to dive deeper in this. But after like talking to you now, it's like I think they just invested so much, and they sit here and they go, "Yeah, we just invested four years of our of our fanhood and passion into Adrian Martinez, and now he's going down and saying that we weren't the most po- the most talented roster he's been a part of. Come on, man, mm-hmm. we we're four years." So it's just kind of interesting to think about. Um, Ryan from Nashville, before we take our final time out, says this. Whatever panned out with Maurice Washington, he is at Grambling. Yes. He was out of football for two years. Yeah, it seemed to, like he got his um, stuff, taken stuff care figured of. out. His, yeah, on the, off the field affairs stuff. affairs in order. 
Yep, and so now he's playing at Grambling. Um, John and Cortland says this. After he said that, I'm with VJ. Get Kansas State in a bowl game and deal with the issue. I'm There's against no issue. that. There's no why is there There's have no to be issue. an issue? Like I'm sorry, but why what what does what is Nebraska going down and beating Adrian Martinez after there's a potential that both sides just mutually parted ways? What is the what what is Nebraska as a program going to get out of beating Kansas State in a bowl game? We're not going to be looking back in five years, and this is not just at you, John and John and Cor- I'm not I'm not coming at you for this, but with this narrative of beat Kansas State in a bowl game. In four years, in four years, what is this? We're not going to be looking back and going, yep, in 2022, remember when we beat that 6-6 six and six Kansas State team? Mm, remember, when we, remember when we had that four-year starting quarterback and he went down and wore purple and we beat him in a bowl game? Ha, that was great. In, in the new era pinstripe bowl. Nobody cares. I'm sorry. I'm Look, sorry. I, I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart to every, every Husker fan that is – is obsessed with with beating Kansas State and beating Adrian Martinez to somehow stick it to him one last time. Get over it. There you go. All right, 402-464-5685. Let's go ahead and take our final time out. We'll be back. Maybe continue this topic. Um, also talk maybe NFL. CeeDee Lamb is the Cowboys' number one. Is he an update upgrade from Amari Cooper? We'll see what happens. We'll talk about it coming up next. Download our app by searching 93.7 a ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.